Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay. Welcome to it. It is the next edition of the world famous Cheeky Cheguai Radio broadcast, and we are going to do this. No IQL Rizzoli today. He had an emergency. He will not be joining us. We have got a guest we're going to be talking to here in just a few moments. But apparently this guest has to do this via something called Restream Studio. I don't know what the hell a Restream Studio is. So we are going to see if we can get our guest to join us in this Restream Studio. I don't know what is going on. I don't know why they just couldn't do Skype. I don't know why they can't do Zoom. I don't know why they can't do the telephone. So we're doing something called Restream Studio, whatever the hell this is. And uh, we are waiting on the guest to join us. And if they don't join us, then we're going to boot them and we're going to go to we're going to go back to Skype and we're going to talk to Dan Perkins. So our guest is supposed to join us here at 5 p.m. Eastern on the 31st, which is right now. Pamela Mawali from she is the project coordinator in Zambia. They're going to be joining us from Zambia. And we will see what happens here. Thanks for tuning in to the big broadcast. We are live coast to coast on JiggyJaguar.com. Live video on our website. From the KJag Radio Studios in downtown Nashville, Kansas, we are live as live can get to Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 p.m. Mountain Standard each and every day over there, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps. Of course, on-demand podcasts are available via iHeartRadio. Live videos available on Twitch, Periscope, and all of Facebook. Selected editions will be available on AMFM247.com, 50-plus AMFM stations in the big network, including KFRK and Dinbaugh. And, of course, you can follow us on social media. Find our daily videos uploaded to YouTube, cross-posted to Rambelle. And, of course, the Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast is live. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of the big program. So we are patiently waiting on our live broadcast interview with Pamela Mwali, who is going to be, apparently, she has something called Answering the Call TV series. And... We are using the Chrome browser to do this. Apparently, you have to use the Chrome browser or Edge browser for best video 
video or audio. No Safari. It tells you that in the description. No Safari. This restream studio thing will not work with Safari. So here's what I'm going to do. I don't think they're going to be showing up here today. I think I'm going to be doing. I think I'm going to be doing a show to the ether. If I don't get a guest in here, I'm going to be broadcasting to absolutely no one. So we are going to go to find Dan Perkins on the Skip Skype, and if we have um. Pamela Mawale, get a hold of us, who's the project coordinator in Zambia. If she gets in touch with us uh, here on this Restream studio, we will get it figured out. But I don't think they're going to join us. It is five minutes after the hour, and I don't think she's going to join us. Because we're patiently waiting on the host, according to this. Apparently, there's settings for this thing. Can I have a virtual background? I want a virtual background. Give me my virtual background here. I want it. Apparently, there's such a thing as a virtual background on Restream. I don't know what this Restream is. We're waiting on Skype to kick in. And as soon as Skype kicks in, we will get Dan Perkins in here, unable to access your camera. I don't know. According to this, it's unable to access my camera. Probably because Skype has has accessed my camera. So... I just we'll see what happens here. Let's call Dan Perkins. Let's get Dan in here. We're going to get Dan Perkins in here and we're going to hope that the restream people I don't know what's going on here, but we'll figure it out. I think we may have Dan Perkins. Dan. Yes, There's sir. Dan Perkins. Okay. Well, we are going to shut this. Uh, I'm going to shut this restream thing off, and uh, we're going to get down to actual business. Um, <laughs> Dan Perkins, the best-selling author, joins us today here in a broadcast. IQ Rizzoli had a emergency that he had to tend to, so he will not be joining us today. So okay. it would just be me and Dan uh, batting it around, as they say. And I don't know okay. who's saying it. I don't know why they're saying it, but they are indeed saying it. <laughs> and um, so, Dan, I want to start with uh, this crazy freak, George Santos. I hate to admit Actually, I don't hate to admit because it's been very good for clicks after I uploaded it to uh, to Rumble. But uh, I interviewed George Santos, not this time that he ran, but the last time he ran. Mm. And I'm just fascinated by all this stuff with George Santos. What do you make of this character? 
Well, um, <laughs> do you remember the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio called Catch Me If You Can? Yes. <laughs> That's what this is. That's what this is. I mean, it's it's amazing that he's got away with all of this crap. Uh, <laughs> it's and, just fascinating. And he, and he got elected con- to Congress. Yeah. Now, I, I personally believe there may not be as many people in Congress as, as much of a shyster as he is. <laughs> but I believe there's a lot of people that have done many of the things that he's done yes in congress yeah and and you know i i, I really the, the, what really frustrates the hell out of me jim is how can those how can forget about your party affiliation yeah democrat republican or independent yeah how can you how can you go into the congress how can you go into those hollowed chambers and basically just screw the hell out of the American people. <laughs> it's and, and don't and not concerned about it. Yeah. It, I mean I I, I did a um uh, an interview this afternoon um with a gentleman I've had on my show a number of times, is a lawyer founded FreedomWorks. And yes. uh, and other other organizations, and um, and he's uh, a very smart guy. But there were some things that he was saying that that I had a hard time believing. For example, there is a trial going on right now in Idaho. Uh, of of Joe Biden and a bunch of people in the administration and Congress. Nobody knows about it. They're not talking about it. And uh, and he said, uh, when they finish the trial, if the president and everybody else is convicted, they will issue warrants, and they expect the military to arrest the leadership of the country. <laughs> Wow. Now, Larry Klayman is a very smart guy. Yes. Been a lot of dog, but he's but he's passionate about this. And I think he's passionate about it because of what you opened the show with. This guy is an absolute nutcase. <laughs> and he, he he got he got elected on lies, okay? Oh yeah. But let me give you another one who got elected on lies. The guy who got elected senator for the state of Pennsylvania. Okay. What, what put is... sentences together. He had to have a oh yeah. Oh yeah. He had to have a teleprompter to tell tell him where he was. He didn't make appearances. He did the the Joe Biden stuff. Hide out. <laughs> he did the Joe Biden stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 and yet he he beat Emmett Oz. Um, there may be other reasons, but how you, how do you how does it? I can't imagine myself walking into a voting booth in Florida. And voting for the United States Senate, this guy from like if it was like the guy from Pennsylvania, could never have done it, never ever have done it, and yet, supposedly, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people voted for him. I mean, yeah. either 
We are a, a country with a hell of a lot more idiots than we know. <laughs> or, or the Democrats basically just stole the election by printing ballots. And 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 in in one sense, Jim, that's the scary part. Because what it says, I've lost the right to the right to vote. Somebody else is going to vote indirectly for me to cancel yeah. out my vote and get enough to have have their man or woman win. That's and Clarence was talking about that today. Is that we've got this intimidation uh, on the left? Um, I mean, I'm going to ask you a question. I, I, I believe I know the answer to the question. <laughs> yeah. Did you see this morning the story that the FBI was in Joe Biden's office searching for documents before November the 2nd? No, I did not see this. I did I did see the story yesterday that uh that uh, uh good old uh, Barry, old, uh, old Obama uh has said that he doesn't have any documents and he is not going to consent okay and they've moved on All right justice because he's said, in the new world order kids yes yeah so <laughs> so so if you just take that little story and i was doing some interviews this afternoon and everybody i talked to didn't hear it didn't say anything about it yeah uh buck sexton and and clay travis didn't say anything about it on their show and um, I began to think about it, and I'm saying to myself, now, wait a minute. If I'm the FBI, first of all, I don't think I would want this story out, especially <laughs> since after they were there doing their sweep, they went. The, the lawyers, who are not great investigators, went back two times and found more documents. So I, I, I just my, don't I trust in the FBI just to... Took a nosedive south. I just find this whole everybody's got documents as just it's not a big deal. Pence has got some all these, and I'm like, why is it all these people have all this stuff? Well, there's a story that's been going around <laughs> that Obama has 30 million documents in a warehouse in South Chicago. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why he's like, nope. We're not gonna be talking, and, and nobody wants to go to South Chicago to look at them. Well, that too. <laughs> That's why he put them there, I think. <laughs> so, so it really, it really is. It's 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 strange. And when I was talking to Larry this afternoon, I said, you know, I, I don't understand what happened to our country, and. And I said, seriously with him, I said, look, I grew up in the mid. We were primarily Republican, and um, but we tolerated the Democrats. <laughs> but the people that are around today are, are not Democrats or Republicans in the classic sense. When I was growing up at a young man and, and voted in my first presidential election, they're not there. So I, I don't know. I don't know whether we can survive, Jim. 
Well, the one thing I think is um, interesting, and I guess that 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 that's where we'll 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 go into go into this next piece of business is uh, the the Republicans have spent. Well, I shouldn't say the Republicans. I should say the corporate Republicans. The corporate Republicans have spent, or and, I, and not even really corporate Republicans. They they they, they like to talk about it. Uh, they don't really want to do anything about it. But the the MAGA, I guess, Republicans uh, and the corporate Republicans have always had this idea: we got to get rid of the IRS. Oh, the IRS, got to get rid of that IRS, because those people, they're crazy, the IRS. And then, I don't know, I think it was the beginning of the year, uh, there was a couple people that got newly elected that are MAGA conservative Republicans who were like, I think that's a great idea, let's get rid of the IRS and let's replace it with a flat tax. And so the minute they brought that up, all these corporate Republicans went, well, man, if there's a flat tax, I can't live in Florida or Nevada anymore and get out of paying taxes. And, oh, my God, if I buy a yacht, I'm going to be paying a consumption tax. And then all of a sudden, the corporate corporate uh, Republicans were like, IRS is fine. It's okay. They're not as evil as we said they are. <laughs> what what do you make of this whole flat tax thing that they want to do? And that there's certain members of the Republicans who bitch and complain about the IRS, but the minute that there's a solution, they're like, nope, we don't want to do that solution. Well, let me, let me unpack a little more what you said there. Yes. Um, first of all, let's talk about uh, mega or MAGA. Yes. MAGA, for all of our listeners who aren't sure, stands for Make America Great Again. Yes. And there are some people who believe that people who consider themselves to be MAGA Republicans are supporters of Donald Trump. I don't believe that's true. I think there are some MAGA Republicans who are supporters of Donald Trump, but there's a much greater number of MAGA Republicans who believe in the idea of making America great again. Yeah. And that means if we're going to make America great again, there's a lot of crap we got to get rid of by the, by the boxcar load. And so um, I think that those people who are thinking that the 2024 election is going to be about MAGA Republicans, I think that's a mistake. I do believe, you know, I don't understand, Jim. I, 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 I look at, I'm trying to understand how the minority leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, supported, along with Mitt Romney and some other ones, supported the idea of taking away the budgetary powers of the House Ways and Means Committee and Budget Committee and everything else and negotiated with the Democrats the operating budget for the next fiscal year so that the, the Republicans in the House 
Can't do anything about it. How do, how do you how do you sit in your chair and vote for that? How, how do you vote for as a republic turning over the power of financing the government and spending trillions and trillions of dollars to the Democratic Party who's not going to be in power in 10 days? I don't understand the logic of that, of how those Republican senators would support that. I can understand how Democratic senators would support it, but I got to believe that there, there are, I mean, there was a list that came out today or yesterday of the, uh, the 2024 is, is really a difficult election cycle for the Democrats because of the 33 Senate seats that will be open, 24 of them are Democrats. And they're already talking about the four or to six that are a shoe in to, to not get reelected. Um, uh, and if they're not going to get reelected, either it's going to be a different Democrat or they're going to be, they're going to, the, the power is going to switch to the Republicans, such as they are. So I, I just look at it and I say, I don't understand the logic. I, I, I've never, ever understood the logic of how, I mean, I, I've done a lot of commentaries about how much power the Democrats have, even when they're not supposedly in power. And, and, and I believe that's true. But I don't know how we can continue with what what's going on out of the Democratic Party in the White House and in the Senate and how it's destroying the country. I mean, I, I, I don't see how. I, want, I don't want to be too graphic here, Jim. <laughs> how, how can... How can a political party be supportive of castrating young boys at 13 or 14 to try and turn them into women or radical mastectomies on women to try and convert them into boys? And you can't do that. You can't convert, no matter what you do, no matter how much you pump into her or him, you can't change a girl to a boy or a boy to a girl because... All the physical things that you're doing have no impact on the genetics of your particular body. You can't change the genetics, at least not yet. Yeah. And yet, and yet we've got we've got New York City over the weekend where the public employees are protesting that they've had enough of this radical critical race theory indoctrination that they're getting all the time on the workforce. Stop it. We don't need it. <laughs> um, the homeless people who are going to go to one of the best transient hotels decided not to go in them this past weekend in New York City because they're not getting enough benefits. And, and we've got thousands of people in hotels in New York City that have turned into welfare houses. And yet... Here's, here's two, two examples. I did this this morning in my show this morning. What was different about Memphis? What was different about Memphis was 
The five police officers were all black. The victim was black. The supervisors for the police officers was black. And the chief of police was black. And there wasn't any riots in the street to speak of. There weren't buildings being burnt down and black businesses being destroyed. There was none of that. Why is that? Because I thought black lives matters. But if black lives <laughs> are involved in, in, in murder and critical activity, well, wait a minute. Murder? Mm, how many people get murdered in Chicago or South Side every freaking weekend by black people? Yep. And so the, the black community, and I talked about this on a show last week, the black community reacted surprisingly different than what, I mean, you, you may, I don't think you're, I'm not trying to be demeaning Hutchinson, Kansas, but, <laughs> but I'm not sure that the oh, police. Oh, don't worry. I, I, I will demean it all day long. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my guess is that, that the, they might have got a memo from the FBI but I don't think there was a whole lot of things that the police in Hutchinson, Kansas, did about the possibility of, of riots over this uh, this murder in 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 Memphis, uh, and and yet the cities, the major cities in blue states, in blue cities, were on very high alert because they would they anticipated when this video was being released on Friday night. They expected there to be reaction like there was in 2020. And it, there wasn't. Because the narrative was not there for the uh, protesters to use. It was not white on black crime. It was black on black crime. And they're not talking about it in Chicago. Why should they talk about it in Memphis? And so it was, it was a nothing burger. And yet it showed that when there's black-on-black -black crime, the black community seems to be more tolerant of that. If there's white-on-black on black crime, they're not too tolerant of that. And if there's black-on-white crime, they're pretty tolerant to that. Yeah. So what happened is that, the, that the, the narrative, if you would, the position of the, the terrorist black leaders like Antifa and Black Lives Matters they, they, they didn't have anything they could really do over the black young man being killed by five, now they're talking maybe seven to eight black people involved. The interesting story, side story out of this, I don't know whether you heard this, you hear about the, the, that these five to seven guys on the police force were a member of the Scorpions? Did you hear that? Uh, no. And the only the only scorpions I know of are the uh, are the guys that are going to rock you like a hurricane. So uh, who, who who in the world are the scorpions? The scorpions were. These are my words, based on what I heard. The scorpions were police officers who were taking the law into their own hands. <laughs> of course, that's who they were. And the story came out that. Again, I didn't know this. There's a scorpion group in the police force in New York City. And there are black scorpion groups in police forces all across the country. And this, then, then you look at it and say, well, wow, that's scary. Then here's the, 
most dangerous cities now in the country. Not before Friday protest, it was, it was climbing rapidly up the rolls of murders and crimes. And so, like a lot of other cities, uh, a lot of policemen and women retired or left the business. And so there's a shortage of police around the country. So the first thing that they tried to do were to offer $15,000 signing bonuses to try and get people to come in and be policemen and policewomen. And they weren't getting enough. So the, the chief of police and the mayor went to city council and wanted to change the rules of who could become a police officer in Memphis. You know what they did? They allowed convicted felons to become policemen. Of course. Of course that's what they did. <laughs> I just I, I, I just don't understand <laughs> the world that we live in. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, 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 I don't understand. Uh, I, I, I've seen the moral fiber of our country dis disintegrate. To me, it seems like overnight. <clears throat> we've, we've given up on the value of life. Um, there was a, um, a doctor who was interviewed recently. She was an obstetrician and a pediatrician. And she'd written a lot of books about um, transgender. So she was being interviewed recently, and she says, they said to her, so doctor, how many genders are there? And she said, which shocked the reporter, two, male and female. The rest of it don't count because you're masquerading. You're not changing who you are, as we talked a few moments ago. You can't change the, the, the DNA of who you are as a male or female. Um, but the idea that we have to force that in our public education system, we have queer nights and, 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 and all these things that are going on, that doesn't make any sense at all, in my opinion. And yet, a lot there are a lot of people who just plain accept it. And I and I don't I don't understand, Jim, how that happened. How did people decide it was okay to, that we're going to have eighty-seven genders? See, this is. <laughs> this is the thing that I I was um, I, 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 I guess you would say I was dealing with <laughs> when I was uh, when I was out in Vegas for the for the AVNs um, I ran into a lot of these people that had all these different genders and what is so funny is there are people that i know that are actively working in the adult industry and they are like you and i they're like no there's two genders <laughs> but they don't know sarah and damn thing <laughs> so it's it's a strange deal because 
I hung out with a with a good uh, PR person friend of mine out there, and they don't understand the craziness. But they don't say anything because you don't say anything. <laughs> but but if you don't say anything, it's just going to become more and more pervasive. Yes. And, and 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 I guess the the thing that I keep asking myself is wh- where are we going? Where does it go? Not only about the transgender situation, but the idea that the government is going to the government what some the the democratic labor leader who is was and still is the head of the Consumer Products Safety Commission decided I think we're going to get rid of gas stoves yeah I saw that too and when America pushed back they said well it's interesting they when America pushed back they said okay we'll just make it effective in 2035 or 2050 they didn't yeah. say it was a bad idea and we're going to get rid of it. They're just postponing it to sometime in the future, but it'll come up and raise its ugly head in 2030 or 2050. Yeah. We can't do gas stoves anymore. And and the other thing is, I, I, I listened to um, AOC and she was talking about the, the harm of the gas stoves. And nobody asked her, what about gas furnaces in your house to heat your house in the wintertime. Are you going to replace all of those with electric furnaces? And how much is it going to cost? And what is it going to do to the ability of the electrical grid to supply massive amounts of new electricity? Not possible. We saw what happened in Germany, we saw what happened in the UK when they tried to go to alternative energy to get rid of coal and natural gas. So um, there there doesn't seem to be any logic, not in just energy, but in general, there isn't any logic in a lot of the decisions that the people who are in power, who are making those decisions, implementing their decisions, whether they get the permission of, of the con- Congress to do it or not. And that's what's, that's what's scaring me, is that the Democrats are destroying our form of a constitutional government. And they don't care. And we, as citizens, by and large, are sitting there and accepting it. Oh, yeah. Well... You know, you, you, you bring up the uh, the gas stove thing and some of this, you know, uh, advanced technology that uh, everybody is, is gaga for. Uh, I think it was, was it last week? I think it was last week. I, uh, I, I saw a segment that they did on uh, Fox and Friends where... They have started putting these electric uh, recharging stations in New York City. And 
first of all, the entire segment was a complete train wreck from a, from a, from, a, from, a, from, a, from a, just from a viewer television whatever perspective. Whole thing was a train wreck. They 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 come back, they go to the segment, and they have the guy that's on the street next to the uh, next to the deal, and. They tell him that he's live, and he's nodding his head, and then finally they go, they like pretty much scream at the guy that he's live, and then he realizes he needs to talk. That's his cue to talk. (laughs) So he starts talking, and this host, uh, whoever the blonde woman is on on Fox News, they're all interchangeable as far as... Actually. That's it. Yeah. She, uh, she's... You know, going down her list of of, uh, talking points about, you know, electric energy, this is not a good idea, blah, 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 all the stuff. And the guy is just gaga for this electric charging thing. I I, I don't know if he realized where he worked. And then then at one point, she she says something about, she goes, uh, well, uh, what's the price on there, you know, per... You know, pump or whatever the hell it is. Per unit. Yeah. And he t- and then under her breath, and I don't think she realized this either, she goes, wow, that's cheaper than gas. And then amazingly, music played. They showed the New York City skyline, and they went to break. <laughs> and I'm like, guys. <laughs> this whole thing was a total train wreck. Um, I know a little bit about that subject matter. Okay, yes. <laughs> I was at a meeting probably three or four years ago with executives from Consolidated Edison, which is the power company for the city of New York. Okay. They spent millions of dollars to put in charging stations for cars. Yep. And then had to take them out because nobody was using them. There weren't enough battery-operated cars in New York City to justify the expense, so they tore them all out. Now, again, but the ignorance of the of the left, solar and wind account for about nine to ten percent of the total generation of electricity in the United States. Yep. So when you put that charging station in New York City, where's the power coming to charge your battery? From either a coal or a natural gas power plant. And so they haven't been able to build enough infrastructure that the wind and solar can ever can ever take over a significant percentage of the energy generation for automobiles. Now, interesting thing happened over the last three weekends. The price of electric cars has dropped 10 to 12%. Really? Yep. Tesla was the first to do it. I think they dropped $13,000 on their cars. And Ford announced over the weekend they were cutting another eight or ten thousand dollars on the price of their cars um, the the amount of money that we were spending to buy these cars 
the vast majority of Americans couldn't do it without a government subsidy. Because they didn't have, who could pay 60000 or the The last fall, Ford Motor Company announced a new F-150 EV. It's an electric pickup truck. Yep. $100,000. I, I don't think a lot of, a lot of farmers or people <laughs> in business can afford $100,000 for a pickup truck. Yeah. But that's what it's going to cost. So things are reversing a little bit, this alternative energy. Um, well, I have always said that if they... If, if, if the government would like everybody to switch to electric vehicles and they would like all this to go their way, there are several options to do it. And one of them is to make it so easy for everybody to go out and purchase an electric car. But they don't want to do that. <laughs> so but even if they even if they did that, Jim, the problem is if you had millions, ten millions, eight million, twenty million people go out and buy cars, one, they don't have the the manufacturing capacity to produce that many cars. But what is it going to do to its electrical load in the grid of the United well, States? Well, and that's the other thing that I've always thought was so strange is do they not realize that you've got to fix, you've got to either upgrade or fix the electric grid to (laughs) compensate for all this. And I don't think they plan on doing that. Right. You got, what people don't know is that from 2010 to 2022, half the coal-fired plants in the country were shut down. Out of business. Yeah. And they were replaced with solar and wind and natural gas. And now the left wants to get rid of the natural gas power plants. I just... And it's... And if the wind don't blow and the sun don't shine, how are they going to generate power? Well... You know what I think is, is is and this is just another example of, of, of people, like we were talking with this George Santos guy earlier. There was a, I'm trying to remember what the hell his name was. He was, a, he was an Asian gentleman, and he worked, he, he is, where he made his money was he was a big executive in Siemens. The wind energy people. Mm-hmm. And he was running for something in Florida. And that was on his 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 bio from his PR people. Oh, he worked for Siemens. And I'm like, well, this is awesome. So I had the guy on the show. And at one point, I said, okay, you being a big deal executive in wind energy... Uh, you will be able to espouse the benefits of wind energy, you know, and 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 I was setting him up. And at one point he's like, ah, he basically just told me it's all a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> and 
That's why he's running for whatever this office was in Florida. Right. Because he was trying to help the country. It was going to take the country back. And I'm like, okay, so you basically just worked for those guys to get a check. <laughs> That's basically what that was. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the way he was he was talking, it goes, one of his big things that he was going to do was he was going to, you know, he was going to help with energy and he was going to, you know, do all these things. And I thought this would be great. He would be able to have, you know, uh, a way to get things going because he had worked for the wind energy company. And then he's like, ah, it's just a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is the, cr-. and you know, the, the thing that I don't understand mm-hmm. and, and, and I've been trying to figure this out. And every once in a while we, we have, um, we have Pam Oaks on this show and Pam Oaks of course is down there in Florida and she's the, uh, car care for the clueless uh chick and she goes and she teaches you know what she basically does is she goes around and she teaches uh up and coming mechanics and and people that are in the asc you know certified program Mm -hmm. about all the different things and she came through wichita kansas uh a couple months ago and we had lunch when she was in town and she was talking to me about the hood, going under the hood of some of these older cars and how you can't do that on the newer cars. And she was telling me about all the crazy things that, you know, you got to do. Um, who is the guy that's making them all the money on the on the um, on the electric vehicles? Because I remember in the 80s when they came up with electric vehicles, everybody's like, ah, that'll never happen. That's garbage. And then all of a sudden, a couple years ago, it's the greatest thing ever. Everybody needs one. And I'm like, who is the guy that came up with the idea and has now sold everybody on this and is making all the money? There's got to be somebody somewhere. I guess it was Elon. Or as Trump calls him, Elon! (laughs) Elon! (laughs) According to his uh, report, uh, quarterly report last over the past weekend, he sold f- over 4 million cars in 2022. Son 4 million bitch. electric cars. He's a, he's the dominant force in the electric vehicle marketplace. And he, he supposedly, he creates a great product that the traditional automobile manufacturers who have tried to create a EV can't compete. I mean, his, his cars, his pipe high-performance cars can run like a bat out of hell. I mean, they can just fly. And Ford, one of the things that they did over the weekend was also reduce the pretty fast, but they, I think they cut it by $6,000. But it's, it's interesting to watch because when you look at, when you look at the stocks of the companies who prospered, enormously prospered during the pandemic they 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 have not done well for over a year and it's be, i think it's because the american consumer i mean we're, the the white house is arguing with one of its departments about when they should declare the pandemic over 
is it March 1st or May 1st? Yeah. And the some of the people in the in one of the departments, I think we should wait until May 1st to make sure that everybody gets a chance. And yet they told us last week, by the way, COVID-19 is um, the flu. And so you're going to have to get an, an annual COVID-19 shot for flu. But it's not going to be COVID-19 because it doesn't work. So they're, they're trying to figure out how to convince Americans to hold out their arms and get another shot every year for something that doesn't work. And yet the government is, is, gotta, is there. They want everybody to get a shot. And I, I have a friend who just came down from Atlanta who spends his winters here in Southwest Florida. I talked to him last week. He said, did I read that you had COVID three times last year? I said, yes. <laughs> How many shots did you have? I had three. And I said, have you had it? No. How many shots have you had? Five. And I said, what about your wife? She said, she got it after three shots, but he hasn't got it yet. So, but, but, you know, he said, are you a magnet for this, this, this virus? I said, I don't know where I got it. I don't know where my wife got it. I know she's still suffering from the side effects of the, of that. Yeah. And she had it between Christmas and New Year's really bad. So, but again, it's, a, it's the government trying to move to make us more and more dependent on the government. Well, I, uh, I see all this. Uh, I've started seeing all this stuff all over uh, Twitter about the fact that there's all these, these chicken and hen and egg places that are just mysteriously burning down. And, and what happens? The price of eggs have gone to nine to ten dollars or yeah. more a dozen. And uh, my lovely significant other, her uh, her mother has a freaking farm, I guess, over there at that residence that they have here in here in town. But uh, none of her chickens are laying eggs. And there's all these issues that they're not laying eggs. And wow. I hear this from all sorts of... I, I see this on Twitter. Oh, well, you know, this is going on, this is going on. And I have an ex-girlfriend who ironically is now making a killing selling eggs. And she uh, doesn't have an issue. And she feeds her chickens a different kind of... Uh, deal than other people and she has got so many eggs she doesn't know what to do with them all <laughs> and then I start seeing all these people on Twitter that they have switched feeding um, chicken feed they've switched to feeding goat feed and it fixed the problem of the eggs and I'm like okay so if they're putting that stuff in there in, in the chicken feed what the hell are they doing to the food <laughs> very true i mean but but nobody's really coming out and telling you that i mean they're yeah. they're telling you that egg prices are nine ten eleven twelve dollars a, a dozen yeah but they're not talking about the things that you're talking about because 
they don't want to tell the American people what's going on in the in the food chain. Yeah. And uh, it's just like the electricity. They don't want to tell us how close we are to 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 going down on the electrical grid. Yeah. Uh, they they don't want to tell us about what's going on in the food chain. And you know they talk about the. My mom's did a show oh months ago on the the poultry farms that are going down and and the slaughterhouses. Same that are being thing. Closed. Yeah. yeah. So they don't want us to eat. We're going to die. Yeah. And the reality is, what did they tell us in Davos, this this meeting? There's too many people in the world. we yeah. got to cut it down. Yeah. So it's just, it's just scary, in my opinion. It's scary about what the hell's going on. <clears throat> and... Um, why um, why we've let it get out of hand. And you have to say to yourself, when you listen to these people, you say, where did this come from? Where did this idea? Well, that too. You, you, huh? That too. Where the hell did yeah, all this I mean, come from? Look, look, at, look at what happens in a big city when reality comes into play. When the mayor of New York <clears throat> has got 35 hotels full of homeless people who came into this country as illegal immigrants, the amount of money that they're spending on illegal immigrants is destroying the money that they will be able to provide for citizens who live here <clears throat> and need help because the money's gone. And, and they're taking up rooms in hotels that the homeless people, the real homeless people in New York should be getting. <clears throat> yeah. And, and, and when I first heard that, I, I, I said, I can't believe that. Then I heard somebody make a very profound statement. What America doesn't understand <clears throat> is a city like New York has a budget to take care of homeless people in New York City. Yeah. When they get 35,000 illegals come into the city, they drain the money that was going to be for the homeless. Oh, yeah. So the homeless is more homeless, while the, the, um, the illegals are spending time <clears throat> in hotels and getting their meals and health care. So uh, now they're complaining about it. Now they're complaining, well, this, is, this isn't right. You should have never, <clears throat> should have never sent those people here they belong someplace else. <laughs> and and it's the idea, wait a minute. Uh, <clears throat> why should the Southwest bear all the burden? And and in in a practical reality, Jim, thirty-five thousand illegals in New York City as refugees, compared to the millions, millions of illegals in the United States, is nothing. Yeah. And yet and yet, the president, the vice president, the cabinet, the Congress doesn't seem to want to deal with the fact that millions of people are coming across the border. Al Gore, I don't know if you heard him last week, was screaming about, look at what's happening to the United States with the millions of people who are coming across the border illegally. What's going to happen when it turns into billions of people coming across the border? Yeah. It's just 
I, I, do, I don't know. I don't understand where it came from, why it's there, and <clears throat> the reluctance to do anything about it. Well, and you brought up the uh, all the all the guys that were there uh, having their annual meeting of the New World Order. <laughs> Yes. Um, over there in Davos, the uh, mm-hmm. the whole thing about them saying we're going to take away uh, Americans' right to uh, right, mm-hmm. we're going to take away their freedom of speech, and you got all these senators and congressmen up there that are just nodding their heads. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. It's just, it's, I, I, I wish I had an answer as to how it got to be so bad, but. It would have been nice to have IQ on today to figure out, just get an update of what's going on in, in Europe and in, in, in England as far as what's happening. Well, what is always what is always interesting on, uh, and and I, I, I don't think you have this reaction to IQ, but uh, whenever, whenever we have him on with Mazella on Thursdays, Don always says, well, at, at the end of the program, Don always says, well, IQ's come on today and scared the hell out of me for again for the week. <laughs> so it's it's always IQ's solution to a lot of problems is take them out and shoot them. Well, that too. That too. <laughs> that's that that's 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 usually Does he do that on your Thursday show with with Mozilla. Uh, he 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 does say we need a revolution. He says that constantly on Thursdays. And, uh, and, and, and says we, we, we need a revolution. And I'll tell you, at some point, um, everybody's going to get their revolution. <laughs> because if they just keep shoving people further and further and further, it's going to get to the point where, you know, like we were talking there with the chickens and the eggs and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, if you don't allow people to eat, they got nothing to live for right and then they're gonna do like those guys in a what was it cameroon or whatever where they everybody stormed the uh the the capital of the uh the king yeah and they're swimming in his pool with their selfie sticks and all their stuff and they were just there because at some point that's what's going to happen is you're going to shove people so far that they just won't really have anything left and then that's when it's going to be on like i agree nobody's business (laughs) yeah so uh i think we're almost out of time are we still on for Friday afternoon? Uh, I have to look at my schedule. I'm trying to move something around. Okay. But uh, but it looks like we, we will be. But um, okay. what do you have coming up uh, that we can send people uh, to check out? Well, I'm, I'm working on getting the... Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, um, I hired a lawyer to sue my publisher for not publishing my last two books and that's oh. that's turning into an interesting interesting uh discussion about the law and uh what rights as authors do we have and uh um as i think i mentioned to you we're coming we're going to go on the dove network 
with a song with blacks and whites and uh we're very excited about that that's a between the radio and the tv about seven million listeners a day and um um writing is a lot of commentary uh and i i um guy asked me last night at dinner he says why don't you retire i said because i'd probably die <laughs> <laughs> I said, what, he's a guy who was a retired social worker from, from New York City, retired 17 years ago, and does very little with his life. He just sits around. And, and I said, you know, that's not good. I can't do that. I mean, I, I love to write. I love to do radio and television. Uh, I like to do public speaking. Um, too many things that I like to do to just to give it up. And so... Uh, Yep. Um, I'm doing some mentoring work with, with writers who are people who think they might want to be writers. Um, and uh, it really is, it, it's, uh, I, I really believe that using your brain is the best way to increase yes. your longevity. Yes. And uh, I, if I wasn't doing that, I can't imagine what I'd do. I mean, I really, I got a call from a friend, longtime friend, and uh, he's moved down here for the winter, and uh, his house didn't get devastated at all during the hurricane, while his mine did, and, um, and, and he said to me when I spoke to him last Saturday, so how's your golf game? I said, what golf game? I said, I've been, the last, I believe the last time I played golf was in August, when my sons, my three of my four sons were here with their kids. And I haven't played since. And I just didn't think because our, the golf course that used to be, was next to where we used to live, uh, has been closed and will be closed until February. Uh, playing golf never just crossed my mind. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook up with him next week and we're gonna play the first time in almost nine months, so. Uh, but. It just there's just too much to do, too much to do, and I like being busy, and uh, uh, and I as I said I think it's healthy for all of us. So if you're not involved, get in, get off your fat ass and go out and do something. People, <laughs> you need to be involved. Use the brain power. Yes. Well, Dan, I will talk to you uh, Friday. Ho hopefully Friday. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you. And uh, thanks for doing this. And uh, then we'll hopefully we'll talk to IQ next week. Thank you, sir. Thank Appreciate you, my it. friend. There he goes. The fantastic Dan Perkins today here on our big program. And that wraps it up here from our big broadcast. We thank you for joining us. And uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. As they say. For the love of money. For the love of Monday, baby. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.